super fun week of Nitty's Knocker brought to you by Q4 Radio every Tuesday, 6 to 8 p.m. We do this all the time to give you joy, to give you happiness, to have some fun. Today we have the amazing Sierra Jabri joining us. She has this amazing program called House of Mimosas that we're going to talk about today. But for now, say hello to Brandon. Hi, guys. I'm not even that, I don't even feel that dry. Sound waves right there, really. Well, I mean, on? it's nice out today. Uh, it is nice. I have on a vest right now. I have on a hat that's not like covering my ears, so. We're proud of you for that, Brandon. Yeah. Very proud of you for that, for wearing a hat. Speaking of gang hats, Unigang, go crazy. How's my Unigang doing today? We're good, we're great, awesome. Because I'm feeling. Not so great. You look terrible. Say something else out of my <laughs> Try again. Try again. You look awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna Oh wow, okay. Yeah, but speaking of gang attire and things like that, Joe Fresh Goods and the gang just Drop some really amazing stuff. We're not going to talk about that just yet. And politically, we got some weird stuff going on with our president once again, calling, um, telling the natives about Pocahontas. And uh, <laughs> now that story is just funny in itself. He's not even the funniest person involved in that story, more or less. The lady who he was calling out on the topic. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, we'll definitely definitely get to those topics. But for now, I'm feeling like Daniel Caesar, Thundercat, you know, Donald Glover type of day. And that's what I'm going to play today. Shout out to the original Undergrounds, you know, because they definitely got things moving. So here we go with Japanese Denim by Daniel Caesar. I don't stand in line. I don't pay for clothes for that. Yeah. But I wait for you I don't like to drink I don't like to think for that oh, But I ponder you oh, I'm bending it over In my four-leaf clover I'm so in love So in love There's no one above You at the shop, sun was getting hot, I'm lonely yeah. I'm in the city on my own Never would have thought you'd be the one I gotta hold me But that's the way it goes 
I'm reaching Nirvana Goodbye sweet Rwanda High school was never for me Yeah I say let it be relaxing guys wasn't that just everything that you could ask for it to be that was daniel caesar japanese denim he's one of the smoothest smoothest cats in the game in my personal i heard my boy live he definitely do his thing and you didn't take me wow wow brandon you're really showing yourself today you're really showing me what you're made of man i don't think i like what you're made of right now (laughs) have you had your pixie dust this week? Mm-mm. See? How are you going to wear the gang hat and not not have your pixie dust? She's ripping you today. No, he tried to rip me first. He I, said, I, she came in here. I said. told her she looked beautiful. I'm like, Swinny, you look glowing. You, you didn't look say glowing today. You say you look awful. <laughs> the world can hear you. And I was like, that? and it's a recording. So. I was like, Serenity, my God, like you must be having a great day. You look wonderful. Brandon. And, you know, I guess she didn't take too kind, kindly to that. And, you know, we've been beefing ever since. So we're going to go back and forth like children, huh? <laughs> but before we go back and forth like children, please don't hit that bell. <laughs> um, Joe Fresh Goods. I'm sorry, I just got taken back a little. But Joe Fresh Goods, Fat Tiger Works, has dropped a collab with... Converse. What? <laughs> hey, that's news to me because I haven't. I you haven't seen them? I don't know. No, I haven't. There's new shoes? Have yes. Uh, let me actually 
look them up. They're like Converse, and it says uh, just effing smile. That's pretty cool. That's right. It is really cool, and they just opened their pop-up shop, too. So it was like a after Thanksgiving you know, and the way Joe does everything, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, he makes everything in riddles and rhymes about new new projects he has. And he was just like, you know, can't wait anymore to drop this. So now they have the just effing smile shoes. Nice. And I think that they're super cool. And I've been seeing people take pictures and, you know, I feel like they might be sold out already. Of Probably. course they sold out. They're like back order for like two years. Fat Tiger merch, damn near hype beats merch now. Like people be definitely going crazy for that stuff. No, that's really cool because even with Joe's story of him just starting from the bottom, literally, you know, selling things however he had to sell it. And now he has a store and he's making so much money now. And, you know, hopefully he's doing really cool things with the money like that's exactly helping what I was thinking. the community i'm pretty sure he is though he seems like a, a real cool guy yeah he was even on the nike like downtown nike store he was on their billboard in that in their store he was one of the big posters in the front window for another collab that he did so he's working a lot with nike which is super super cool so i'm really excited for the future of fat tiger he made a tweet um the other day he was like uh Three of the stores I got fired from, I'm collabing with now. So, like, I'm pretty sure it was, like, Nike was one of them. Was some, mm. some big brands he got fired from being in retail. I wonder if he ever worked for Converse, too. Hmm. And the outlet malls. That's all. Like, you get Converse for 40 bucks at the now outlet That's, that's actually a bigger, I think, a bigger contract deal or collab than Nike because Nikes are expensive. You can go out and you can... I mean, I'm pretty sure his, his Converse collab aren't cheap, but I'm pretty sure they're not as expensive as Nike. They're probably the the most... I, what I've seen, because I wear Converse, I've seen shoes cost about 70 bucks for, like, exclusive exclusive pairs, or if it's a high top, like, 100 bucks or something like that. So I'm very, very excited to see what the prices are. I'm going to look it up and see what those price points are. But when I saw that online, I was like... Did he really collab with Converse? That's one of the largest brands of shoes in the like in the longest withstanding companies as well. So yeah, I can't wait to. I can't find it on here. But. Try to get a pair like that's gonna be tough. <laughs> well, if you would went to the Fat Tiger pop up that they had, you probably could have copped one. For yeah, about. I don't think I wanted to wait in line, but. I, well, from the pictures I saw that, well, there were people in the store at that time. So I guess it wasn't showing the process, the due process of waiting. But shouts out to Joe Fresh Goods and the entire Fat Tiger family and gang. You know, we got two gang hats in the room tonight. I think they called each other and, and got dressed together, <laughs> something like that. I'm not going to judge, though. But um, I would like, <laughs> are you laughing at me? Am I being a, a bad a bad kid. I'm being bullied on air, bad. and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like people can hear you bully me. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, you started it. The today is your fault, okay? Because Come on, you, guys. this is you not started an eye for it. An eye. Otherwise, we're all blind, and we just don't do that. So one of y'all's got to change it. Well, Brandon. <laughs> I mean, you, you are... be the bigger person today, Brandon. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> are you capable? Are you capable? Capable? Um, yeah, I am. What's the name of that Thundercat song I listened to earlier? 
Yeah. All right, guys. So we're going to play more music. I was about to click it, but I was like, that's not the song I was listening to. <laughs> but yeah, it is this cha- them changes. And when we come back from listening to this song, I want to personally break down what he's talking about in this song. I listened to that and I was like, oh, my God, he's a genius. And I thought the song was made in like the 70s. Hmm. And I find out, no, it was made two years ago. So here's Them Changes by Thundercat right here on Nitty's Knocker. called them changes by thundercat now okay so i told you guys i want to explain what this means and you know i'm pretty sure everybody can figure it out but i figured it out today so i would love to share with you all what i figured out he was like looking for his heart in the club he said nobody move man like my heart's missing 
And, you know, he says there's blood on the floor. And then he says that B word stole my heart. So that's what initially caught me is just he was sitting there like my heart just got ripped out of me by this this woman. And he didn't call her a woman. He called her a B word, which means that there was some tension there. What B word? What B- I don't see it. I'm looking at the lyrics right now. It said in the beginning that B word stole my heart. In the song, it says that she, you know, that, you know, that girl (laughs) stole my heart. And he said he takes the song to talk about how he could give his heart to somebody so cold, you know, and, and he's trying to just figure out why he is the one standing there alone hurting and allowing someone to throw his heart away and do him as dirty as they do him. And it's just such a funky song. I literally thought the song was made in the seventies. I was like, "Oh, who? What artist is this? Thundercat? Oh, he made this. This is old, right? From the seventies." And and then he's not. The final lyrics are: "Now I'm sitting here with a black hole in my chest, a heartless, broken mess." And that's the worst way to. F- wow. You know, he needs some love. He needs yeah, some unicorn no, like, bites. On that. Feels like really he needs open. somebody to bite some happiness into him <laughs> or some. I don't know how weird that might have sounded just now, but you know, he just. I want to know why he found love in the club, though. Like, ain't no love in the club. I don't club. know if he found it in the club. I think she ripped it from him in the club. You Damn, know, so like, she broke up with him in the club. Yeah, or she saw her with somebody else. It could have been anything. Didn't really explain that part. So that's why you don't go to the club. Ain't nothing in the club for you except high, overpriced drinks. And you know who fooled you on that? Now, Beyonce, Destiny's Child kind of messed you up there because they want y'all to get caught up with that uh, jumping, jumping song. It says, ladies, leave your man at home. The club is full of ballers. Then it says, yep. fellas, go out with your friends because it's 1130 and the club is jumping. Yep. She want They wanted them to get caught up. <laughs> I mean, the club is. OK, if you're a woman, the club is always jumping for you because you can go literally go to the club with nothing in your pocket, zero money and leave. Feeling great, you know, because it's always going to be a guy. Not me, because I'm too frugal, like, to buy you a drink, you know. Because <laughs> like, you want to have conversation. And no, it's because chill. he can't. He doesn't want to spend $10 <laughs> on a drink. He wants to, we can pregame at home. We can, we can get a whole bottle for exactly. $20. It's, just, it's not logical to me to go to the club and spend a bunch of money. I guess it's the atmosphere, but it just don't make sense to me. Like, like two drinks, two of the drinks, I could have Got a bottle. Like, like, <laughs> <it's dope. laughs> and then, like, you know, you buying drinks for girls that's probably not going to give you their number. Like, I don't know. Like, a boyfriend probably on the other side of the club. Like, hey, go here. He look like, like he'd buy you some drinks. Go on over there. Like, I used to be one of those people who would recruit the drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see? I used to, but then I stopped drinking. Then it became boring. Mm. I could never. No, it's like super fun now. What to be sober? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Do you drink wine? Nope. What? That's actually good for you. Jesus drank wine. Right, man. My man's drank the. He was turning water <laughs> into wine, like you know. Right, you know, he was always down for the party. I mean, I. You know, here's the thing. I went through the process where I was like, maybe I can just do this. Maybe I can just really have a glass of wine. And then even that in the morning, I just didn't feel great. So I was like, I don't want to not feel great. I just want to feel great all the time. So I'm just gonna not do the things that don't make me feel great. Okay. All right. Look. <laughs> yeah. Um. I like wine. Yes, <laughs> and I course. like tequila. So I don't think those two will be exiting my life anytime <laughs> soon. It took me ten years. Like you know, I'm I'm like 
I'll be 35 this year. So, yeah. What are we doing? Where are we going? It's just, you know. What's the party? The party is wherever your mind is. And you know what? You, you no, probably no, no, can no, spit no, some no, real no, game. No, no. no. Right, she, she can spit hit. some yeah. real game. <laughs> Always coming with these little, <laughs> it's in your, it's all in your head. <laughs> You That's can get away point. with murder. That's the whole point. Right, she gonna be like dating somebody. They're like, so like, what are we? Well, we're wherever your mind is. <laughs> Whatever your mind your tells you. Yeah. <laughs> I like you. I'm definitely <laughs> writing that one down. I'm gonna use it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I would like to talk about our president, if you don't mind. Okay, let's do it. Um, well, actually, not my president. It's not my hashtag. I would like to talk about the president of the United States, not of Serenity's state of mind. So he supposedly, okay, around Thanksgiving time, this is Thanksgiving time, a holiday that Native Americans do not appreciate at all. So he brings these two people, or three, it's three vets, or three, um, what are they called, like the just old um, chiefs. He brings them and talks to them on national television. And tells them that he's so, so, so grateful, 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 grateful. And actually that they weren't the first there. It was someone named Pocahontas. I saw that. I, um, uh. I don't know anymore. And the, the chief of ethics quit. It's like he resigned moments after that happened. Seriously. Uh, the ethics lawyer. Wow. Oh, I don't, my. I don't. First of all, I'm not even surprised. I don't, take, yeah, Donald take, Trump. Take, yeah, take your time. He seems like, I'm going to. Donald Trump been saying rude and lewd things since he's, before he's been in office. So, like, that Pocahontas remark was, like, wasn't that bad compared no, to some it, other stuff you it's, said. Uh, it, all of it's that bad, though. It's not that bad. It's all bad. And you have these people standing with you on a holiday mm. that they despise. Mm. And then you say some off-the-wall stuff to them as if you're honoring them. That's not honoring them. You just disrespected them in front of the entire world. More of a reason for them to not want to come from their homes and their reservations. You know, They're so private. They're very private people for that reason alone. You came on stage with Donald Trump. What did you think was going to happen? Like, what did you, like, what did you think you are going to leave that place feeling? Like, what? He goes to other people's country. He goes to other continents. And he, you already said about the, 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 the Chinese leader? Uh, he called him fat and something else. Like while he was there, this man has no filter. So I mean, like, yeah, it's wrong, but it's Donald Trump. Like it's this man. Like he, I don't know. I don't even know why we still surprised at the things he says. Is he's not going to change? He's, you know, that's true story. It is true that he's not going to change, but it's just what happens at this point, you know, because everybody's quitting under his. Under his regime, everybody's leaving and you have him in office. And if you impeach him, you end up with Pence in office unless they both get impeached on scandalous terms, which I I don't doubt. Pence is scary to me. He's terrifying, which is why I'm like, do we just continue to like be OK with the whole Donald Trump as president thing? Or do we fight to have a, an even worse version version of him? Here's here's a question. What's the positive parts about Trump being in office? And there right. are some spins. Like I've 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 heard some things of people. It makes you this. aware of what a bigot is. 
well, that and like how there's a lot of underlying issues in the country that are now coming to the surface for people to see so that they can create that a solution. Is, yeah, that is, a, uh, I feel like a good thing or a positive that Trump is in office because it's, I feel like our country before he was elected, we've, we've had this facade of unity and there really is no unity. Like I feel like Trump basically brought out people's true feelings about everything and every, everybody, you know, is. I like it. I, I know it's it's good to see that okay, you you're a racist and you're and you and you're just straightforward with it. You don't you don't have to dig deep or look at a person like, okay, like what are you really saying? You know, um the worst racist to me are the people you don't know are racist, the ones that are um in all these groups and these marginalized groups and they're saying all these things or fighting for equality, but like they're just as racist as Sure. The people from the South, but I, I don't mind people from the South because you know they're racist. You know what you're getting into. You know? Is it just racism, though? Like, he, he it's brings not, up a lot of it. Racism isn't even, like, the, I'm just using that because it's the most generalizing, like, the most generic version of, what, like, what's going on right now. But, I mean, to me, the biggest thing is classism, how we're all, like, we've we've had this facade of, like, we're all equal, which we know we're not. But we use race and color because we can see it. Very true. And I actually would like to talk about this a little bit more on um, once we come back from another music break. I would love to hear Redbone by Childish Gambino, um, a.k.a. Donald Glover, a.k.a. The Goat. This guy has been going crazy since he was like 18 years old with like his little YouTube shows. And then he just exploded into this amazing person. So here's Redbone right here on Nitty Snacker.
That was my song. That was my jam. That was Redbone by Childish Gambino right here on Nitty Smacker. Every Tuesday from 6 to 9 p.m. What? Sponsored by Q4 Radio. We were just in a very heated debate about feminism <laughs> and why it should be called feminism. Intense pretty quickly. But we, we aren't going to do that this week. We can save that for next week when um, my special guest comes on. I won't say who she is just yet, but this girl is wild. I love her. She's ahead, so off like off the filter, <laughs> and I can't wait. And then we'll talk about those things. He's not going to be ready for her. He has his face. He's like, let me They're take some notes this week. <laughs> let me note it up real quick. But um, back to what we were talking about with Trump. Right. I don't even remember. No, I'll just go ahead. Well, we were talking about how, well, I interjected and I was like, what what good has he done? Like for us in terms of awareness. And so you had said it's brought up a lot of understanding of awareness for us. Very see, true. Yes. To see all that, yes, all that these like it. dormant things that are lying underneath the surface, and he's bringing it all to the surface so we can see it all. I mean, even for white people, white people have looked, white people have looked and be like, "Hey, white people are pretty messed up." Like, even they're acknowledging, like, "Hey, like, <clears throat> this isn't right." You know, they're not gonna just take, they're not gonna give away their privilege or like, "Hey, let's let's take away our, some of our privilege." They're still gonna have privilege. They even, but they're looking back and be like, "Hey, you know what? Like, this is very unequal. This is very unbalanced." You know, and. A lot of white people aren't um, Nazi extremists. You know, they're just white people pri- like living off white privilege. You know, they're not extremists. You know, so they're making them. They're making us look bad. You know, we're not out, out here carrying tiki torches. You know, we do like we do. We do thrive from white privilege, but we aren't extremists. You know, but you got to you turn on your CNN and you see a mob of white people marching with torches and, and pitchforks. It makes all white people look bad. Same, with, and it goes for black people too. And that's just how, like, the media plays a role. Like, you you see a bunch of black people doing a bunch of looting and, and fighting and committing crimes. And you see me and Nitty, who are law-abiding citizens. Says who? Just kidding. I am. I am. <laughs> On air, we're law-abiding citizens, you know. But so we get, we get the same rep as the other black people, you know. So I, I feel like he has, he has made everyone aware of everyone's shortcomings and just how unified this country is like we're not as unified as we like to think we are like sad but it's sad it took trump to actually show that you know um but i mean it's that was, those are his pros i mean don't you don't think it's just a powerful thing that it's all happening like right now like there's so much change happening like going into 2018 there's going to be so much um more energy towards solution-oriented coalitions like Projects just because people are like, we got to do something about this guy. I just feel like a lot of this <laughs> stuff happening because people feel guilty, especially white people. Like they feel like you see so many non for profits going up and so many people trying to do so many things. This is like it's guilt, you know. Um, it's got to start somewhere though. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't matter like where it comes from, you know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter where it comes from, <laughs> but guys, I you see. <laughs> I talk about the president because I feel like it's my duty to do so. I don't like talking about the president, but for us to stay current on things, he must be brought up. 
Way to change the vibe, Nitty. Right. I, <laughs> I mean, you gotta bring up. Every, I mean, sometimes in the world of Unigang, we experience some realness, okay? And Donald Trump is a Loch Ness monster. He is what unicorns stay clear away from because mm-hmm. there is no changing something that sits under murky waters and decides to not change. Another good thing I would say is a pro about Donald Trump is like people actually either you're paying attention to what he's doing or you're not paying attention. Like this is the most coverage I think since a Barack Obama like our president has gotten like his Twitter is hilarious. Like if you like just be in your mood one day and just watch read his tweets and just say, hilarious. Oh, you know, I just feel like <laughs> laughing. I'm in the opposite end of the spectrum. Like I don't watch. I don't watch what he's doing because. Well, you gotta watch his Twitter. Like his Twitter <laughs> is hilarious. Like, like he begin a tour with regular people. Like there's no way this man should be arguing with Levar Ball. Like how do you get into a Levar Ball? Like Levar Ball is a loud mouth. Like <laughs> that was the other situation. I was just like you. Are you arguing? You were the president arguing with a basketball dad. Like how? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie that okay. whole situation when I looked on CNN and saw him on CNN I was like what is going on what is going on in the world where you got the loudest basketball dad in the in the NBA For you just gave him some old juice he out here like man I got beef with the president of the United States like <laughs> Who messed with me? He got to talk about how much he didn't like the president. Then I thought that was really cool, you know, personally. But, guys, <clears throat> it is not. Where's the. Qu- you you, you sold it. You, you're not on your job. You're not. <laughs> yeah, somebody got better rhythm than I do. It is now that. time for. Do it, do it. We got official, y'all. We got a chime, not just a bell. We have a chime for the unicorn gospel. I'm so excited. That was so, so he could have did that, bro. All you had to... Okay. <laughs> well, you just had too much fun with that. <laughs> okay. So this week's unicorn gospel is... This week's is uh, from Hebrews 13.5. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. <clears throat> so, in, Man, I don't know about in this other one. terms, and this might be for you specifically, because I see how frugal of a person you are which is good most of the time but sometimes you have to be willing to drop that dime drop that bag because it will always return itself to you but it says keep your lives free from the love of money so free unicorns we don't use money right (laughs) no we use pixie dust this is our form of currency is dust Right, and it sparkles, and it sparkles. So it's very enticing. It's very exciting to look at and say, "Oh, oh, I just want to spend it. I just want to use it to to get some more like rainbow color dye for my mane and some new hoof polish or whatever you need in your unicorn life." Well, that's right? all you, bro. That's all you. Well, you know, just saying. You have your own so, unicorn business too. Be if you keep your lives free from. The look of the money, the what it can do for you, what money, um, 
We all know what money can present into your life. We already know that it can give you the glitz, the glam, the glory, right? But it can also be the main destroyer of everything that you are trying to accomplish. When your goal becomes more oriented about always making a dollar, always getting the next dollar, then you lose sight of what's truly important for whatever you're building, whether it's a, a brand, whether you're a musician, whether you're a visual artist, you forget the reasons why you initially invested into doing these things, right? So you go and you take all your pixie powder and you spend it on all of these things to make your make you feel temporarily better. Because that's all the things do. You buy it and you look at it like, oh, that looks good over there. And then you forget it's over there. That's why I understand how rich people just so, be, like out here just killing themselves. Like, how you got this much? If I have because like a let me finish the let me finish the verse. And it's because they are not satisfied with what they have. You have to be satisfied with what you have. If you're going to buy it, be satisfied with it. Don't buy it because this is the next best thing to put into your your home or into your car or into your pocket, whatever. Just be satisfied with it. And you have to remember that the universe will not leave your side, even at your lowest points, even when you feel like there's nothing you can do to change your financial situation at the time and you have tons of bills due and tons of little unicorn mouths to feed and it's not presenting itself to you you have to be able to say universe got my side I'm, I'm straight I'll be good and when you start thinking like that and you stop looking at that pile of money that's sitting on your dresser that pile of pixie dust that you just want to go you know spend at the pixie mall then you are fine you know you just have to really remember your purpose and your driving it's not money that's what I'm gonna tell Comcast when they call my phone <laughs> I'm out of pixie dust bro <laughs> the universe got my back G like I don't know what y'all talking about but, but that was uh, this week's unicorn gospel Hebrews 13 5 and anybody have any inserts they'd like to add about saving your pixie dust I don't know I would say about money it's like it's definitely a necessity I'm not I'm not gonna say hey forget about money you don't No, it says that. love but, money like I'm not gonna lie to you. I love money. Like, I mean, not love in the sense where like I'll go kill somebody for the money, but um, I feel like with money you can go and accomplish a lot of things. Like, but I am one. Like you said, I'm very frugal. Um, right. So there's you, no the love of money is different from using money for what it's. Oh yeah, most for. definitely. But I mean, everything I like everything I do, I feel like it is to make money. Like I don't want to leave the house that's just to make money, you know. But it's not like I want to. Leave but what could money. you miss out in life doing that? Will you, if you don't leave the house because there's no money involved, you never understand what opportunity you can get from just leaving the house. I mean, what I want to do with my money is positive, um, not necessarily like for selfish reasons. But I feel like I'm learning with money. Like you gotta. If you're doing something that you're trying to make money in, you got to have a passion for what you're doing. Like, I've seen people go crazy, diss people, and cut people off for a couple hundred dollars, you know, because they love money like that. And, like, sometimes your relationship with the next person is better than money. Like, I'll go to an event, and, of course, like, they're like, you want to um, come shoot this? You want to take some, take some pictures? Am I getting paid? No, nah, but you get to meet a lot of different people that you wouldn't necessarily have met, you know, unless you went there for free, you know. So I'm running, like, building connections with people is sometimes better than money. Right, know? so... Yeah, I mean, we're we're looking at, like, 
our thing, our life and money in a really micro level, right? We're looking at, okay, I got to pay for my bills. I got to mm. pay for rent. I have to pay for um, sustainability, for food, for new clothes if I need new clothes. Okay, just imagine, imagine as if all that's taken care of now. Imagine as if we have, we're fine. We're fine with this aspect of our, of our cash flow. But the, the glitch is we don't think further than that. We don't think about what we're going to do that's good with the money in terms of like projecting it into a project that's going to create change. We're just thinking so small. We're like, ah, I got to pay my bills. I got to make sure like my phone stays on, you know. And so when we can think bigger with this energetic form of money, we can learn to channel be the channel through which it comes through. So now we're not we're not even just thinking about paying our bills. We're thinking about all the creative change that we can make with this money. Very true. And that creates fulfillment. Right? Very true. And that's I feel like it was just it can be misunderstandings with things, you know. Totally. And I just I think we're all on the same page knowing that money is not the the end all. Mm-hmm. It's just about being able to have the money to take care of whatever it is you need to take care of with your, you know, plans, but realizing that you can sometimes do it without the money. So when you're always thinking about money, if you're infatuated with money, that's the thing. You can think about money because you need it to survive in society. The The verses that we read, these were written in times where money was not really, you know, it was like gold. People were just bigger statuses, and th- those were the people infatuated with money. But if you think about the commonwealth and the common people, their concerns were not with how much money they could have. It was just about how they could survive and how happy they were with their families and things like that. So don't be in love with the pixie dust, man. That's all I'm saying. Be in love with the vision. Yeah. Love your vision because the money will follow. It will follow. Mm -hmm. If you have something powerful and worth paying attention to, anything you want for that vision will follow. Mm -hmm. You just have to remember that the universe has your back and is going to be there with you forever. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the Swings Unicorn Gospel. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that. Our guest of... The hour has arrived, Miss Sierra Jabri. What's good? What's good? I'm very glad to see your hair is awesome. Oh, thank you. I saw that picture. I was just like, man, she's awesome. Oh, thank you. I wish I could do bold things like that. And I'm like, I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> but it looks good. It. it looks good. Thank you. Man. What's new with you? Um, I have a event coming up, a networking event coming up called House of Whiskey. So if you're listening, buy some tickets on SierraJabri.com. Um, House of Whiskey is actually a um a second installment of um a networking series I've started called House of Mimosa, and it's pretty much a platform I've started for creatives and entrepreneurs um to network, to meet new people, and to make um, new relationships, whether it's business or personal. You might meet your man, you might meet a new <laughs> boss, you know, you might meet your wife, you know. So that's why I've created the platform. Okay, and how did you come up with the name House of Mimosa? Um, honestly, mimosas are my favorite drink, and so I was drinking mimosas at the house, like, mm, the house of mimosas. I'm in the house. I'm drinking mimosas. So that's how I, that's how I uh, came up with it. It, it was kind of like a spur of the moment thing. We all, like me, my boyfriend, my um, cousin, we took like a, a a day off of work, and we all were just chilling, drinking mimosas, and it just came to me. 
So, and know. how long have has it been a thing? How long have you been up and running? Um, as far as like my brand or me, the brand in general, the or actually. Have you been doing things before House of Mimosa? Yeah, so I'm a fashion publicist um, outside of House of Mimosa. So um, I've been in business for about three years now. Uh, my three-year anniversary just passed um, like a month ago. Happy uh, anniversary. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I'm a fashion publicist and I'm an event coordinator. So a lot of like events in Chicago, fashion shows in Chicago, or like high-end events, I've been behind that, behind the scenes. And so I decided like... Well, it's time to put myself out there, you know, like I'm putting everybody else on. I'm always behind the scenes when I put myself on, you know, so here I am. <laughs> and you've been on the roll ever since. Ever since. And so, I'm going to keep going. What has been your most exciting moment with being your own um, network? Um, mm, The most exciting thing? I mean, honestly, I like connecting people. Like, that's really, like, that's what the the big thing I get out of. That's what a publicist is, and it just comes naturally for me. Um, so I get a big kick out of that. Like, somebody like, oh, I need the videographer. Oh, I got somebody for you. I need a model. I got somebody for you. I need this. I got somebody for you. Like, I just like connecting people, and I think that's the biggest thing for me. Like, I just like connecting people and, you know, building relationships with people. I think that's the biggest thing, so... Yeah. Okay, I like connectors too. Yeah. Thanks, Brandon, for this connect. Right. Oh, yeah. Shout out to me. Hey. <laughs> he gets it. I always like bring up his his um his damn can I live name. So if he ever makes me mad, he's not allowed to for moments of the show. We just be like, no, nah, you got to chill. No, no life for Brandon. But Brandon gets all the life right now <laughs> for being awesome and connecting the dots. But I would like to get into more chill music you know because i hope y'all are enjoying it but i'm really really enjoying everything that um has been played so far i'm on a very chill vibe today and you know i i came across all of these different artists and now i want to play this guy called anderson pack oh yeah definitely the move i'm pretty sure everybody knows who he is um and i'm kind of just getting more into who he is and things like that So I'd like to play his song called Come Down. It's right here on the best show that you can listen to on a Tuesday night. Because, you know, like, yeah. Like, (laughs) what else would you listen to on a Tuesday night from 6 to 8 on Q4 Radio? Come on. What would you listen to? (laughs) We're going to listen to Come Down by Anderson Pack right here on Nitty's Knocker. Y'all niggas got me hot.
Music guys, man, <laughs> some good music playing on this show today. That was "Come Down" by Anderson Pack. Is it Pack or Pack? I think it's Pack. I think it's Pack with two A's. Pac. You yeah. know, Pac. Anderson dot Pack. Why does he spell it like that? Does anybody know? Is anybody uh, hip to the Pac Man? No, the other <laughs> Pac Man. Sorry, Pac Man. <laughs> Game that looked like who you calling Pac Man? <laughs> I, I used to be the Pac Man. Oh what? my god! Okay, <laughs> take a, all right, all right. Yeah, Brandon, take a take a chill pill. Okay. I brought some ibuprofen if you need some. That's definitely not a chill pill. Burn some at Paul Santo. Oh, he took his lighter back when I was trying to keep okay. getting my burn on. Took, yeah, what y'all think about these Grammys though? Have y'all seen the Grammy nominees? They're all black. Yeah, they are black. No, seriously. And the, you know the most shocking person that got nominated to me was Cardi B. Like, no shade I against Cardi. I happen. knew that was gonna happen. But like, gee, she has like, an anthem. Come yeah. on now, she created. That's crazy. Like, she wasn't Lauren Hill right the now. last person, like one of the first with the Grammy in yeah. like the '90s, and she had an anthem that she made. That's yep. what happens when you make an anthem. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm proud of her, little <laughs> wretched. So you know, <laughs> go crazy, Cardi. Okay. And they say she has a sister named Hennessy. Oh, she's yeah. so that's fun. where she got. That's where she made her name from. Like her real name is in like. Her real name isn't Cardi. We come on now. I'm just like, <laughs> what's her no, real it's name? It's like man, you don't need. I got to listen. Is this some Spanish? It start, yeah, it start with like a B or something like that. Like, but man, I don't this even know. New York. Yeah, it's yeah. something weird. But then her sister's name is Hennessy, and so they kept saying like, well, Cardi B. Well, her name was Bacardi, and then she changed it or something. I'm glad she changed. I changed. It. She she changed yeah, it from Bacardi. She Cardi, she's yeah. bogus. <laughs> she's bogus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the name Hennessy. Uh, it was a New York drinking yeah. card. I drink Bacardi. Hennessy right. sometimes. Not often because it does really weird things to it me. It does. I don't know what it is about Hennessy, but it just takes me away from myself. And I don't think that's a good thing. I don't even want to talk about Hennessy. <laughs> like, I, man, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm so done drinking. I'm done drinking for the rest of my life. Are you serious? I'm, I'm serious. I'm with you. I'm totally Now I got it. Are you guys trying to <laughs> put me on this wave? <laughs> I've had two drinks in three years. It's, yeah. You know. She gonna be drinking a mimosa at the, on the weekend. <laughs> at lunch. I'm like, how you drink? Don't drink like alcohol. Social. <laughs> <laughs> you can get virgin ones. Man, you can make I'm, ones. I'm over drinking though. Like I went, I um went to this event last week, and it was like free chicken, free chicken. Come on now. <laughs> and then it was free Hennessy. So I'm like, oh, okay, man. the hen house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had too much hen. I'm done. Like I'm, I'm done. There's Let's just no say you're done with the hen. Well, just for now. Then. Okay. I'll say. My birthday is coming up, so I may change my man. So when's your birthday? December twenty first. Sagittarius season. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like we're having some some. We having out. drinks. <laughs> what you talking about? We're having drinks. <laughs> Party at Nettie's house. <laughs> I'll bring virgin drinks. Man, it's lit. No virgin <laughs> drinks. You gotta get lit with me at least once. At least once. At least. When once. I tell you my birthday, <laughs> what sign are you, Nettie? I am a Taurus. A Taurus. I've never met a Taurus before. Hello, hello. It's okay, one in the flesh. Hey girl. <laughs> We hit the ground. She's the unicorn Taurus, though. I yeah. love the rarities, you know. Very rare. <laughs> I keep a horn in my pocket, you know. Anyway. But, no, I was, 
you know, I, I don't know. We went from Cardi B to Hennessy to talking about getting drunk at birthday parties. Because right. I was pretty wasted on my birthday. Shouts out to Cal Bunga Sundays and my homie Corn because um, he kept the shots coming. You was wasting your birthday. I was out with this chick and I called her a different girl's name. What? Oh, oh you no. bogus. That's not how drunk I you was. remember things, man. Hey, I went out. I got a bottle of uh, Jameson. I forgot to eat before I went oh, out. Oh, yeah, that's what do it. And I blacked out. And so I woke up the next day. My boy called me. He like, bro. So he like, you know how we was in the car with Jasmine, right? He was like, remember we saw Ashley at the bar? I'm like, yeah. He like, why he was calling Jasmine Ashley? And I was just like, she like, she like, did you? Like, she like, where did y'all go? I'm like, I woke up at home. She's like, she left you, boy. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well. Don't pass him the JMO or the dark. Brandon, Man. Brandon, okay, we he have. be out of control, but that's. Yeah, we're not going to talk about. I'll be out of control. <laughs> you think not, sir. We don't have to go into your past, okay, of un- <laughs> a series of unfortunate events with this young man. But it was all fun and games, you know. We made him take care of it when he saw it. <laughs> you know, like, we literally left it one time. Like, um, I called him, like, so you coming back over, right? That was like three or four years ago. But it happened again the next year and the next year. I'm grown now. Like I stopped throwing up at like twenty, what, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. What? Twenty three. See, this was this was what happened. I would uh, be with them. And he's like, gonna blame us. No, we no, didn't no, know no, how no. to stop. Like, we were just I, I, okay. I didn't know why I couldn't drink vodka. Vodka is not my drink. Vodka messes my stomach up. If you or drink wine. vodka, I think you're a serial killer. Period. So <laughs> I agree, but like. But you know, that's every kid's kryptonite when you are a freshman in college. Sveka is the cheapest. Sveka and Smirnoff were the cheapest options you had out there. And you would buy a gallon. Get you a gallon of of Smirnoff. So I would be with them and like, I'm like, I'm only sipping this kind. They're like, no, you're going to get messed up anyway. Just mix it all together. So me being like super turned branded. All right, let's go. I'm taking shots of vodka, some dark, some. All of that. All of that. And then they surprised I'm throwing up like. Well, did we throw up? Up, <laughs> oh, well, there it is. And there you go, boom. <laughs> and there you go. Where's the bell? Where's no the motor. bell? <laughs> there you go. Damn, can I live? You didn't that night. <laughs> we talking about years ago, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a savage now, you know. I, All right, well, we'll myself. see. We're gonna go out for drinks soon, one day, maybe at my house. <laughs> yeah, I like drinking. I'm out. like. Mm. Uh, my house is big enough for a sleepover, you know. I think I want to do that. Maybe it's something we can work on. It's like a, Ooh, a yeah. drowsy sleepover, a drunken sleepover. That'd I really want to do that. You wake up and eat, like, drunk pancakes or something like that. <laughs> that would be know. dope. It's in the works. It's happening. <laughs> but I would like to go into Bear V's Share Speaks Light Ooh. moment here on the show. And I'm going to ring the bell. I'm not, a, I'm not that good at job. Don't judge me. I really like to Bear V. <laughs> <laughs> One more time, Brandon. You pulling the the ugly out of my happy? Don't do it. <laughs> so, um, I'm really happy to be here, and I'm really happy to give you this deck. So, I've given Nitty this deck, and it's the um the magical unicorns oracle deck. Yes, and Lord. So, um, she's pulled a card from it, but I'm gonna pull another card for us. Um, just to choose. Ooh, she's one. shuffling. Just so you guys yep. know what's going on, there's a shuffle. We got our spiritual healer in here, you know. Yeah. Keep us balanced. We'll see what happens. Everyone just, like, think of your, like, intention for a second and, like, take a breath. Guys, it's literally a book of unicorn cord cards. It I can is. I can practice tarot now as a unicorn, and I'm so <laughs> happy about this. I'm going to choose one card right now. I'm going to cut the deck. 
Actually, there's one that's upside down, so I'm going to choose that one. It says, love from your parents. Oh. Okay. So, earlier today, I, I pull readings every day. If you catch my Facebook page or my um, Instagram. Instagram page, yeah. you'll see the daily readings that I have. And so, the daily reading for today was about healing and taking an old idea that maybe was not in good timing before and then bringing that into the present moment and allowing that healing space to be... Um, from where a solution is made into this new idea that was old before that didn't have good time but is going to be in good time right now. And then interesting love from your parents comes in because um, what always happens when we're not doing things that we think that we should be doing? Mm-hmm. We always hear that voice in our head that's like, man, you should be doing something. Why aren't you doing something else? Shouldn't you be doing this work or are you doing everything that you can? I'm ashamed of you. You're not doing more. There's always something that comes through, and it's like the voice of our parents. Yeah. Normally. Oh. And then on this card, the beautiful unicorn says, no matter what, your mother and father love you as much as they can. So when I think of that, and I think of their voice coming through, trying to urge me to do more in my life, that's just them showing me how much they care about my success. And so when you think about people who sometimes who are in our lives and they say things to us in kind of negative ways, um, what if we look beyond that? We look beyond what they're saying and look at the intention to which they're contributing to our success because that's all they truly want. No one really wants you to do that terribly, do they? Well, um, the way social media is set up, <laughs> no, but I... The way I, black Twitter is set up. <laughs> the way Blitter is also set up. I made yeah, me blitter. a Blitter account and it is so ridiculous, but... Speaking on that card, I definitely do um, believe that the love from your parent, whether it was there or not there, determines a lot in the way that you move in society. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. So what's the, you know, you say, are there people that are really that bad in the world? Yes, sometimes there are um, parents who are that bad or people who are that bad. But I do believe it's not because they want to be. It's just because of a hand that's been dealt. Mm-hmm. The way, especially in like, um, like you can use it in low income communities or very privileged. I was watching the Carmichael show. This is like a black show on Netflix, like a comedy sitcom. It's mm-hmm. a sitcom type of show. And they were talking about <clears throat> how his girlfriend, ha- she has a white father who's really wealthy. She went to school. He paid her whole way through. And then he came the day before her graduation for dinner. And she explained to him that she wanted to be a social worker. And he said, no, you're going to be a therapist. I put all this money into you. And she says, no, that's not what I want. So he didn't go to her funeral. Uh, not her funeral. He didn't go to her graduation. He pretty much told her, like, love is conditional. Mm-hmm. You know, money is the reason love matters, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. So there are people who don't know how to give you um, nourishment as you're growing. Right. And that can start with your parents or whoever is parenting you. So, you know, it could be grandma, your auntie, big brother, big mm-hmm. sister. Some people don't know how to parent correctly. Right. And because we're in a space that we can look at it with 
our consciousness, we can look at it and be like, this doesn't work for me. And so because we get to say that, we can say this does work for me mm-hmm. because this this other aspect isn't working for me. And if that wasn't working, it wouldn't be able to show me what I really truly wanted and how to create that. Sometimes we need things to be kind of busted for us to really understand how to create something that works for us. Yeah. And sometimes right. I feel like sometimes we too hard on people too. Like uh, somebody say some, say something to you and you take it to take it to heart. But or even your parents, like we like sometimes we hard on people that raised us or like you feel like should have been more supportive of what you're doing. But some people aren't raised it's like it's like nature versus nurture. Like if you're if you grow up in a, in a good household, you're being nurtured to be a loving, caring person and to be like a, a I guess a moral person in society as versus like if your parents really aren't there to give you that nurture, you kind of let nature raise you, you know? Yeah. It's kind of opposite too, right? Yeah. Like I know of some people who have grown up in families that didn't have a lot of like monetary mm-hmm. funds or like support or Yeah, pressure. money doesn't mean like good or, household. Yeah. Sure. And then like they, they don't have much, you know, right. like their parents are never home, they're never with them, but then they grow up to be like beautiful and like outgoing and social Mm -hmm. and like therapeutic and connective so it's like everything is really just teaching us how to become more of our own stronger self if we just take take in that aspect of whatever our experience is when I say nurture I don't mean like the family you came from had money it just can mean like you Mm -hmm. had two parents in the home Mm -hmm. even if you didn't have two parents you had a mom that you know talk to you about you know being a good person stuff like that what do you think Sierra I mean I think it's all a cycle if anything Um, but whatever you go through with your family in general it can make or break you so if you have a family who you feel isn't supportive it'll either make you or break you you know what I'm saying like oh well I'm gonna make sure that I make my family a certain way and I treat my kids a certain way or my wife or husband or whatever but sometimes that can be the complete opposite and it's a cycle and you're you end up treating your kids or your partner how your parents treated you exactly. so it, it really just kind of depends on the person you know, I mean, that's yeah. real, and I, I feel like a lot of the time it's generational. Like I try not to when my son, like when, we, when he's talking to me, um, I don't believe in that whole talking back thing. I feel like a lot of time is growing up, our parents would listen to us. They always be like, "You being disrespectful? You talking back?" Or now we were just trying to express ourselves mm-hmm. or trying to better understand what you were saying. You mm-hmm. know, but if it was anything opposing what their their point of view, it was wow. disrespect. You yeah. was wrong. You Very know, true. well that's because yeah. that, that's how they learn. And that's too, and, right? and you, as you get older, you can't be mad at them because that's how exactly. they that's how they came up. They right. so it was it's all way about worse. Breaking generational yeah. cycles exactly. and yep. knowing that everyone, hopefully, maybe like 90 percent of the time, is trying to like look out for everyone's best interests. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't come out that way. Yeah. Very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's the way my mother was with us. Uh, and people, my uncles and aunts, everybody be like, your kids, they got mouths on them, this, this, that. And mom's like, my kids are not disrespectful. They've never, opinion. you know, I give them the freedom to speak how they feel about situations because it's not her living our life. It's us living it. And we are seeing it. From our perspective, of course, they'll give advice or say what they feel, but they will give my mom gave us the platform to speak our minds as well. Yeah. Um, Which is why I have such transparent relationships with so many people, because of the fact that I've always been able to say what I mean and mean what I say. Yeah. And um, people either go or stay with with people like that, you know, so you you understand people who stick around are people who are the same Mm -hmm. and 
being opinionated and understanding that it's just someone else's opinion. Um, and it's just about growing into that and understanding yourself more, understanding the changes that are coming with with your lifestyle. Uh, but I would like to get back into some more music. We definitely talked for a nice little minute. I would like to play two songs, and they're both by an artist named Rory. One song is called Forbidden Knowledge. Uh, this was off his uh, self-titled uh, EP that he released. And the other is called Superfly. So I'm going to go ahead and play Forbidden Knowledge first. And we're going to to Superfly right here on An Indie Smacker. Forbidden Knowledge can destroy mankind. Spend large hours of my days alone I don't believe we share this universal space alone I think we got a lot from them They gave us phones, internet And now we all know what is forbidden knowledge Forbidden knowledge is too great for a man Think if man can read your mind You think that man understands How to use it with integrity Not conquering land Would it be good if we increase the lifespan? Well that's forbidden knowledge Forbidden knowledge can destroy mankind We can grow out of control Like cancer under the skin of mother nature Busy cities much alike to a tumor Too many cells the residents The bodies polluter I say woosa And Ali you the chubby doobie The Jew the child of Jacob I know my history I know we are moors There's a universe in her afro Hold us back though There's a power in the black folk Well that's forbidden knowledge At first they wanna keep us separate but equal But it's not and so we fight against the hatred and evil Now they let us think we got it and they killing our people Why does history repeat like a sequel? Well that's forbidden knowledge It's got a man watching TV like people Rewinding his favorite parts to playing back like it's TiVo Have I wrote this shit before? It all feels like a redo And deja vu is left to die like our dreams do But that's forbidden knowledge I have some shocking memories as a kid Waking up onto a table, a lab, some type of viz Too vivid to be a nightmare, mom would tell me that shit Can't remember anything that they did Guess that's forbidden knowledge Forbidden knowledge Karma from shit we did since the day we were seven So did you share toys or did you masturbate at eleven? I'm just a 90s baby and millennial kid And it goes on the rise to make perennial shift Hope this music stands long as redwoods, sequoias, pyramids And stones like stones from Stonehenge Come on, let the future tell the truth Cause you a shell of you, you played your cards wrong Now you got hell in you Be glad I still retain respect for you Cause I got bullets that'll kill you if your vest is hell and heaven proof I never understand your corporate greed Just a group of people, all they want is more than they need Signing off on papers blinded to the pain overseas Blood resulting from the ink that they bleed But that's forbidden knowledge Forbidden knowledge So, who 
put the liquor store across the street from the gun shop In the park, I hop, skip in the dark way from the gunshots That rang out in the neighborhood where the youths misunderstood Fighting over concrete squares where the laws just ain't no good I think the agenda's meant to kill us all Like what good is education long as you can ball Standing on the couch inside the club and hit the mall Billy feet a bum, but you buy it all I think they laughing at us Cause while we watching some cable They was talking about the economy, shit, croppers and stables How to keep a horse running his course Give him some blinders so that he lack when most fools ever right beside him is on Kind. I pray you dig deeper if you don't find what you're looking for on the surface. The knowledge that you need can't be next to chirp that you every bit of worth it. Not worthless. You kings and queens were meant for better things than flexing on the scene or birthing out the seams of your blouse. That you told yourself you never were outside your mama's house because the energy it lends put strong women down. Down. Brother, look, you don't need to go to jail just to read you a book. I wonder what Malcolm found after going to Mecca or the mind state of Martin after visiting Selma. Two leaders that were slain for speaking the Topic on the schemas and the reapers of forbidden knowledge. 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 Forbidden knowledge. Yeah, we all want someone. And we all want something. Life can be so simple. We just want one thing Yeah, we all want someone Yeah, we all want something If there's one thing I know Just gonna be Super fly That's how feeling on the summer night Corporate lady, I'ma hold you tight Just know that I will always say goodbye I'm feeling super fly You don't believe what's here before your eyes Got gasoline and I just need the fire No transportation, I've been getting high
We're back. We're live. That was Superfly by Rory. Rory. <laughs> Rory. <laughs> he's one of my favorite artists. Um, he's been out for a few years. One of the more dynamic millennial artists that um, are SoundCloud gone viral artist who has a really good message in the music that he puts out. But I would like to go ahead now and go into this week's talk. I believe um, we are now in a time of ultimate change and sacrifice and things like that in our lives. Um, And I believe that we have to learn to let go of some things that are the most painful for us, a.k.a. relationships. Sometimes relationships will show you that they are not good for you, and it takes so long to let go of it. You know, it takes so long, no matter how many signs you get, you know, where you feel like you should just hold on to a friendship Mm -hmm. or, you know, just always have their back or whatever the case may be. It's sometimes better to just say goodbye completely to things that are not good for your soul, good for your spirit, that cause you to be stressed and have tension and you're getting your body's failing on you because you are not realizing that it's really taking a toll Mm -hmm. on your life. So Elite Daily wrote an article um, about something, uh, getting rid of something you never thought you would let go of it. And first step is to take the time you need take whatever time you need um sometimes we think we can just jump out of it and be like oh nope i'm good now we we here now we what's up what's good i'm here to live again right and we don't realize throughout the time that we've been away from that person that we are still damaging ourselves because we are playing a game with them of what is it or what is it not can you just say it can you just be real with me is this gonna happen again you know all these things run through your mind when you're fresh out of yeah and a lot of times people are not strong enough to give you the closure that you need uh and they'll have you just in a whirlwind you know Mm. not even at the fault of them sometimes sometimes people just don't know how to grow up and they make it a lot easier to release that energy onto you and put it on the other person. So you never know what you've been through with something, but take the time you need to recover from it. Um, and it says that some will stand the test of time better than any of the remaining wonders of the world. And some wounds are so deep that the only way that you can remove them is by the time you take to get rid of them. Um, Step two, guys, <laughs> guys, step two, step two? to <laughs> meet someone new. Step two, so meet someone meet new. That meet someone new. I don't know. That can, that can work in two different ways. That can either be a rebound or True. that person that help you get over that person, like whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Even and if it's a rebound, wouldn't it still help? No. They're oh. two ways. Either it can or it can And that's yeah. exactly what this says. It says uh, it doesn't help. Sex does not help with heartbreak. Um, but what they've come to realize is that allowing yourself to fall in love with other people can go a long way to recovery. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, it's just saying don't try to fall in love with an entire person and fall in love with bits and pieces and allow your mind to wander and your imagination to draw conclusions that almost certainly don't exist. 
When people fall in love initially, it isn't the deep sort of love that most of us search for. We may believe it to be, but that is why most of us become delusioned, disillusioned over time. Yeah. So, you know, it's not about moving on and trying to start something new with a new person or anything like that. It's just about understanding what you like about this new person, what you will and will not be able to deal with with the new person. And time like it was take the time taking the time you need is all a part of even meeting that new person. You know, it all seems like you're just like thinking about your own healing and like what you want before you meet somebody yeah like i feel like sometimes like to get over somebody else we jump into something new right away to kind of like distract you from that and then like that that doesn't work because then you're selfish because you're spending time with this other person who you really like just is just there as a rebound or a distraction and you know that person is building feelings for you because over time people start to like people more. Like, this is science, you know. Mm-hmm. So like you spend the time with this person the whole time, you just like I miss my ex, or you not completely over what you've been through with somebody else. Yeah. But that's why it says to fall in love with bits and pieces of yeah. a person. It's just like building new friendships, you yeah. know. You with the people that I meet and bring into my life, I look at them as people that I can grow with in some sort, right? Mm-hmm. So you look at what you really like about that person and and what's making you keep retracting yourself back to that person doesn't mean that you are wrong for still saying I miss my ex or I miss what I had and I'm a victim, you know? I went through something with someone. I gave a, long, a lot of time to someone mm-hmm. and that's something that's hard to get back you cannot get back the time you put into someone who obviously doesn't realize the hurt that they're putting into your life right Mm -hmm. so you can still have love for somebody and it might be a breaking point where you're like it's just time to let you go it's time to let you're driving me into a hole and i i can't do it anymore you know and that's the breaking point in your life when your literal body starts acting out of whack and hurting in places you've never hurt before, getting headaches, sinus infections. People don't really realize the effects of being in love and getting your your heart broken. broken. You know, it's a real thing. So you can fall in love with someone else. And it is a very shallow version of it when you first start dating someone new. It's very shallow because you're seeing it for the romance and for all the things you didn't have. And it's a honeymoon phase with anything. But... Does that mean that you still don't love that new person you're trying to build with? No, it just means that you are growing into it and you want to make sure it's right the next time. Nobody wants to keep playing the game over and over again, right? And step three is make it clear to yourself why you had to part ways. Mm -hmm. You cannot depend on the other person to tell you what they need to tell you for closure. You close the door. Yep. I definitely agree. You close the door. You be careful with how you open the next one. Yeah, I think breakups are always a great way to say, well, I don't want that anymore, yeah. but this is what I do want, yeah. and I'm looking forward to that. I, I look at old relationships as if I'm in a car, and I'm looking at the rear view mirror, and all the old relationships are in the rear view mirror. And it's like, how often do I look in the rear view mirror? I don't often look in it. Mm-hmm. I look at it just as often as I need, and then I look forward to like the relationships that I am 
and mm-hmm. and loving. Very and. true. And it says every time a pleasant thought or memory of that individual and the life you once had enters your mind, attempt to counter that with a negative thought or memory. Love mm-hmm. exists in your mind, and because it does, you can learn to have better control of it. So as soon as you feel yourself falling back into that pit of of depression mm-hmm. because you're mm-hmm. like, man, we built so much together, blah, whatever, whatever. Realize, but at the same time, you did, blase, blase, you did whatever you did to me, <laughs> which made me call it quits with you in the first place, right? right? And it's it's just a, a coping me- mechanism. Doesn't mean that you always have to think of the negative with this person. Yeah. It's just in the initial phases of it, you have to counter that out of your system because you will literally sit there and question yourself about why you made certain decisions. Right. Stand in your power. Stand in your decision. And um, the next one is take the time to imagine the perfect person and then point out which areas your past lover falls short. Mm-hmm. So let's, have, let's, let's, let's do this <laughs> real quick. What is... Your perfect person, Barry. What's your perfect person? I ha- I wrote mine down. Give us give us some traits of what your perfect person. <laughs> um, they're intellectual. They're smart. They are connected to God. Um, creative, handsome, tall. Um, <laughs> <Dang>. Whole package. <laughs> <laughs> Healthy, well, um, doing some really amazing things for the planet, maybe, hopefully, the society. <laughs> um, yeah, generally. You got a list on you. I'll show you my list. You watch too many Shoot. movies over there. <laughs> Brandon, what's what's your list? What yeah. what are some of the perfect Let me tell you. traits? <laughs> he guys, he you, definitely you rubbed the rubbed the too. beard. Nah, um I don't know, like lately I've been into like I'm not as shallow as I used to be. I'm not saying I'm... Everyone is shallow. I'm not finna sit and say that we're not. everyone is Everyone is shallow, but, like, you know, um, I'm not searching for just, like, that perfect tent, you know. Um, I'm realizing, like, now you definitely got to be compatible with people on a different level than just, like, physical. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I, I like pretty girls, but sometimes, like, the really pretty girls be dumb. Like, it's almost, like... It's tough, but like what I do like is I, I like I like a smart girl that you know can make me laugh. Like I like to laugh and I like to make people laugh. So like if you don't have a sense of humor, like that's a big drawback for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you like to work out. You know, eat okay, eat right. You know, small little things. Let me see. Like let me get away from the shallow things. Um, I don't. Know, I like to, I like to converse. I like to talk. So you got to be able to like talk about um, talk to me. Keep up with my conversation. You know, uh, talk about. Different things going on, going on in the world. Like I hate somebody that's unaware. Like what's going on around them. Like you see that on the news. I don't even watch the news. Like what? Like how do you not <laughs> know what's going on in your work, around you? Um, yeah, I, I know this. I know this chick. Like she's super nice. She's pretty, but like she doesn't like to talk about anything. So it's just like mm-hmm. we be sitting there and I just be like, I'm bored because like <laughs> she doesn't like to talk. So I mean, conversation and a sense of humor is definitely a must. And you got to be kind of pretty. So like, all right, got ladies, guys. <laughs> No, JK. <laughs> Just late, ladies. You hear? You hear him? He's letting you know he likes. He likes long walks on the beach. Yeah, yeah. I, I do too. Know. Actually, I love that. Pina coladas, you know. <laughs> jerk chicken. Just letting you know. Uh, jerk chicken. Yeah, bring a pan. I'm like Barry. I'm like Barry. I don't really have a height requirement, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> 
you know. Oh, his feelings it's hurt. So he was shooting a shot, Barry. <laughs> he was shooting it. Nah, it's not. I was shooting my shot. It's just like I, it would be wrong for me to be on air and be like, you know, like she got to be like one twenty five. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, long hair. You what? Know. what about you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my biggest thing is yeah, bro, to be simulated mentally. Mm-hmm. I think that's like my biggest thing. Um, just because I'm not a huge person who likes to be bought. Um, so I would like rather make memories and mm-hmm. do little stuff rather it's like walking in the park or something, you know, very simple. I'm super, super goofy. So like my partner has to be like he, that he has to have a sense of humor. He has to. Um, I will. Well, I mean, I already have a boyfriend, of course, but I guess if I'm naming him, um, he's a creative like me as well. And I think that that's really like. I think that's a big thing for creatives, like Definitely. dating a creative. Because yeah. right. when you are dating somebody who is not or who doesn't get it, it's not going to work. I don't care like what. Yeah, they're yeah. they're not going to get it because I, I understand that it's going to be sometimes where he's not going to come to bed right away, or mm-hmm. he might be up working late, or vice versa, or I might not come in at this time. I might not come in at ten. I might come in at two today. You know, and I think that's a, a huge thing as mm-hmm. far as being a creative. Mm-hmm. Um, even being a creative support support i've been with guys who didn't even support what i do like and and talk down on what i do and like oh this isn't gonna make you no money and and it's like now look at me it's making me some money i'm with somebody i'm happy with and y'all like dming me and i'm not even checking it you know what i'm saying like you know so Clap back strong yeah i think that that's like a huge thing of mine of course and to be like uh, attractive I think everybody Wants to be attractive To their partner Like I mean if I don't know Yeah I think People that that's be playing like that game But you If know. you play that yeah. game You you're know gonna You're gonna lonely. cheat <laughs> You know you're gonna be A bad person If you literally are They don't have the qualities Or the uh, Features that you want In yeah, them Cause honestly Everybody's are. perception Of pretty is different too mm-hmm. So you know We can't say And I You know We all fall victim to it At times like Oh my god they They're dating would have never thought, right. you know, but you <laughs> have word. to, right, but you have to take yourself out of that context and say, well, I'm not the person looking for the attraction in that, you exactly. know, and that's very true, like, you know, you imagine you're a perfect person and you realize that, you know, you're a perfect person per se, like, exactly. they're always going to have downfalls and every single relationship is full of them, of full of them, I feel like, and if you can pick out like if you you were dating somebody who wasn't good for you right because y'all broke broke it off for whatever reason and you're getting these qualities out of someone else you pay attention to those parts that your your past lover fell short on and that makes it easier for you to cope it makes it easier for you to get over the situation when you're like well at least I'm, I'm with somebody who's giving me a b and c might not like D and E and F sometimes, but A, B, and C is strong enough for me to stick it out. Mm-hmm. You and know, communication. Yes, yeah. Oh, that's, that's a, a big, big. I think that's big, the biggest big thing. Yeah. Like the first, yeah, the yeah. first thing. But like you got to be through everything. Yeah, too. Every single thing. I think that's a huge thing in a relationship because if you don't got communication, I know it's like cliche, but if you don't get you communication, got you don't have nothing. Well, Nathan. it's like any relationship, right? Like yeah. even friendships. even friendships. Yep. Yeah. Your parents, all of that. I feel like sometimes we put our dating life in like a restriction or a box. Like we want this, we want that. But sometimes like I feel like when you want certain things and you yourself aren't 
you know, what that opposite is looking for yourself. Because I feel like sometimes we want, like, I want a five nine chick, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not tall myself, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes, like, <laughs> we, we want things, and sometimes, like, does the opposite of what we want want me? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course you want to believe that, but I'm saying in reality, you I know, say that all the time. I say, by virtue of me wanting what I want, there has to be someone out there who but, wants me. Of course, but realistically, life. of course, of course, mm-hmm. realistically, in, like, yes, there's probably a five nine chick that would adore me. But, like, when I meet her... <laughs> Will I, will I meet her, like, tomorrow or, like, anytime soon? Because, I mean... You have to believe it, though. Do you believe that there's a 5'9 chick out there who really There definitely you? is. But will I, <laughs> will I run into her in my everyday life? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? So we got to expand well, on Well, you have we, to go to House want. of Whiskey you and you might okay. find her. Hey, hey. this relationship, you might meet your wife. We, we hey, got to you know. <laughs> work on some core beliefs there, B. I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's not about being negative. It's just about being, like, realistic. And I feel like a lot of people are lonely in dating because they aren't realistic about what they expect or what they want. Mm-hmm. They want all of the glitz and glam, but don't realize that it comes with some sand. First, <laughs> first you have to be some of that rugged. You know, some of that rugged sand, like, so not I, the good soft sand that just chick, melts under your feet. It's if I want a rugged. girl that works out all the time, I have to be somebody that goes to the gym. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like exactly. a lot of people, and that's what I'm saying. A lot of people want. Oh, I want a chick with a nice body. Who this? But do you, you go to the gym, body? bro? Do you have a nice body, bro? Are you what? Are you watching what you eat? You know what I'm saying? You want her to do all of those things, but are you doing those things? Look at you. Trying to get chose. Right. I'm just saying, like, no, nah, I feel like hearing people complaining about stuff, and I be looking at them like, so, so you, you want that, but you, what, you, what do you have? Like, what do you bring to the table? Yep. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm just that's just observations just I've noticed. Just letting everyone you know? know, Brandon's at the gym twenty four seven. I'm really not. <laughs> just working on his fitness. I'm a witness to that not happening. <laughs> but that's good, though. I mean, that is a very realistic way to look at mm-hmm. situations. You know, like, don't always say that you're, that, you know, Brandon's tripping. Like, no, he's telling the truth because mm-hmm. when you start thinking about things you want from somebody, you have to be able to say, are you doing something in, in the same sense? Yeah, you know, you want an attractive right. woman. Well, so do... Everybody. I want an attractive person, too. You know, I don't want you coming here looking like whatever. Yeah, super big on reciprocation. That's why I was Every It has to be collective. Be what you want. Like, if you want to... Like, a buff person who's eating really well, taking care of stuff, like, be that person and then attract that person. Mm -hmm. Very true. And now we're going to listen to more music. I'm going to play a song by this young lady named Quinn. Quinnya? I believe is how you pronounce it. She performed uh, at an event I curated in Texas for South by Southwest. And now she's on the Apple playlist. She's glowing up and she's, you know, these I'm paying homage to underground, like high level underground right now, you know, because without them, I wouldn't even want this platform to find and expose more Mm -hmm. musicians who are doing the damn thing, you know, like, I want people submitting my music that sound like these people who are now on Apple Playlist. You know, like, send me your music. Send me your sounds. I don't care if you are sending me just some electronic. And like I said before, I love electronic music. Send me electronic music or I, I'll be sad if I don't really get much of that. But, you know, you got to pay all the homage to them. So we're going to play Math by Quinn right here on Nitty Snacker. You did the right thing, yeah. We 
currency that like has second song that we just played here on Nitty Snocker is called Coming Home by Leon Bridges. So, like I said, today is really about paying homage to these higher, the higher ups in the underground world of music, the independent world of music. Um, they're coming with, they're like a storm, the way that they're doing this. And I was Definitely. talking about it earlier, how musicians are now choosing not to sign 
to record labels but just sign distribution deals with them because it will deteriorate right the record the record labels in my opinion it needs to like i feel like record it, labels are scam like they are these scams. people these people they, they these white guys these rich white jewish guys they sit up so i like, said the interview are like you're a manager right They'll pay you a finder's fee to go find artists to finesse and rip off. Mm-hmm. You feel me? <laughs> and, like, they got, like, I'm from Metro And that's Boomer. why they have all of those artists on yeah, the label like, versus the... And not, nothing wrong with that music, you know? Like, I, I enjoy that music, it, but, but they don't make starved, music. You get st- kids from the hood that's, you know, trying to eat, and you go finesse them. You know, I don't know who did Yachty did, but Yachty, the only one that came out ahead, and a lot of them. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that Uzi only seen... what? Much, how much did he see... 900,000 from Exo Twitter Life, and that song has billions of streams. Like, he's getting finessed, you know, so these labels, they not the move anymore. And that, the labels were, when you think about why they were created, it's because they, we didn't have all of these means of social media when record labels were popping. Right. People signed record labels to be seen, to be heard, but right. now we don't need that to happen anymore because we are at a place or you can log on to YouTube and see one of the, one of these artists I looked at had 24 million views on his video. And I was like, those are Taylor Swift numbers, Beyonce numbers, you know, like how can you get that many listens being unsigned? It's controlled content too. So like, I might, I might get a little bit too deep, but I feel like, go, um, go deep. Like, <laughs> get no, there. I feel like <laughs> when I, in our industry with black people, I feel like sport, like the, they they pull us for sports entertainment, you know. So if you control entertainment and what's being put out in the media, you controlling black people. Like I feel like a lot of us as shorties, we used to, we used to run to the crib, watch One Six in Park, TRL, whatever was on mm-hmm. at the time. Telling you what's but like think about to. if we had actual good content teaching us to maybe oh yeah we could be ballers, but hey invest in some property or invest in some stocks. It's, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that instead of saying hey you were broke, you broke if you ain't got this big house or these shoes or this like stuff. Nipsey Hustle, right? Nipsey Hustle, um is now teaching telling people about cryptocurrency right you know I mean, like he's that's using what his that's what should have been being publicized through rap you know to help the community but no they figure if, if we keep guns and violence and sex in the media that's what's gonna sell and it's been selling that's all we see so now you got all these independent artists still getting their music out there without a label changing what we listen to like this year has been big for r&b artists big mm-hmm. like um, you got the internet, you got uh, her, you got Daniel Caesar, you know, all this this spiritual content that really wouldn't have been around if it wasn't for being independent and social media, you know. So that I feel like these labels need to, and Chance was the first person to actually like do the, independent do the whole thing. Grammy thing with no I mean, he is signed but like just distribution. I don't he's not signed to like a real label. He doesn't have a, a record deal with the label. He has an Apple deal but he doesn't have a record deal. But, you know, he was the first person to say, hey, I'm independent and I just want a Grammy, you know, and his his content is not, no no disrespect to Chief Keith, but Chief Keith ain't really helping nobody progress. And the style of trap music is not helping anybody progress. So, like, our he show. He gave a lane for, you know, yeah. for record labels to oh, sign most more most definitely. trap artists, drill artists and mm-hmm. things like that. But what we have to do is. Look at it for what it is. Like in society, you're going to always have just the people who coast, who are getting by. Even with my, I love, you know, the platforms that Rock Nation and everybody has, but you still have to think about the fact that they are still under a controlled 
content. You know, you can't feel the way that you want. You can't say what you really want to say. And if you try to, it kind of drives you insane. And if you look at a few of our artists who have gone through a lot because they their expression has left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you think you're signing this label to continue your dreams, but your your own expression is not yours anymore. Yeah. So, you know, it's just it, it's a lot with that, you know, but um I believe in all of the music that we have is it's all doing its thing for a reason, underground or not, independent or not. Uh, we're making waves and changing the face of the music industry, yeah, you know, sure. um, even it's just the entertainment world in general with, you know, things like what Sierra does, um, things that I do, you know, attempting to, to work with the youth and give them options and being creatives and things like that. You have to give them the option mm. early to decide if they want to be trap or if they want to or not just using the reference, you know, being trap or just uh, conscious. Yeah. You know, and if you give them those opportunities younger, you'll probably have a lot more of them who want to be conscious. And even outside of just being an artist, like you can be an engineer, you know, you can be you mm-hmm. can do different things in music. You don't have to be the the rapper. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the times we, as a black community, we push like hands on stuff because of you know, we we are soulful people. We mm-hmm. are physical. We have physical prowess. You know, like like that's a lot of kids say, man, stop. Stop focusing so much on sports. Like, go get a science. Science and math is just where the money is. Like, right now, kids should be doing apps, learning how to do all of that because that's where the real money is. Like, and I cannot wait until the next Art of Noise event because that will be the primary focus is getting more children to come out from the past two times, more entrepreneurs to volunteer their time to teach kids how to do the simple the simple parts of becoming their own artist we are creatives cultured people are creatives mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. we have a lot more to us than than the normal the white then the white man and you know and they're aware you know this is not nothing new that i'm saying everybody knows that culture comes from from the from south america from africa you know from places where from the native lands here, you know, from our own people who come from actual culture. So you have to realize that if you teach these young people how to be successful with what they already have inside of them, just imagine what type of society we could have. It's not going to change overnight, you know, but there are ways for us to make this into a bigger thing. So the next Art of Noise is going to be, I'm going to put my all into it, uh, with the help of whoever's down to make this happen, you know, because it's all about the kids. It is about the kids. That's the that's the change, right? That we always talking about how we want stuff to change, but like, it's not, it's not realistically, it's not going to change our generation. We have to put the change into the next generation. That's we're not going to be here when it happens, but we're going to invest into the future. So like all the stuff we talked about today, like how our parents treated us and stuff like that. I best I hope that y'all wouldn't be treating y'all kids the same way when y'all do have kids. You know, right, to break yeah. that cycle. We are, we are aware we woke or we are awake. You know what I'm saying. So since we know the things, let's change it. You know, mm-hmm. kids are the future. Break the cycle exactly. Right. And I would like to go ahead and toss in this week's quote. The quote of this week is: "Let go of those who are already gone. Mm-hmm. Let it go, sis. Well, <laughs> look, look, <laughs> let it go, sis. Mm-hmm. Next, because <laughs> holding on to pain is." It'll mess you up. Mm. It'll it'll damage you. you well, know? so if we're not holding on to pain, what do we hold on to? 
You better hold on to the pixie dust that's sitting <laughs> right? on your dresser. That's what I'm saying. Sniff the pixie dust. I don't care. Forward. What are we creating instead of what's being destroyed? Create passion, not pain. Mm. Mm. <laughs> create your passions. Fuel yourself. Let it go and use it as the fuel for your your creative mm. engine that you want to, you know, give to the world. It's so much that the people I come into contact with want to do for the world, for our people. We are the ones from the neighborhoods, you know, who got out. Yeah. Right? And we have to go back We had for, to that exact neighborhood, you know, to the exact neighborhood you came from so that the people you spent most of your childhood around can see what's possible. You don't mm-hmm. want them looking at you at, from, from TV or from Instagram saying, oh, she thinks this or that. Right. No, I want to bring you with me. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of times that's, that's what we do. Like black middle class people are known for. They get a little money. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know what? I've served my time being poor. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? And it, sometimes I could feel that. But at the same time, it's like you got to reach back. Yeah. You know? It's always enough room at the top for other people. Yeah. We're sure. not slaves no more. It's not about, you know, I'm in the big house now. You know what I'm saying? We you, all can be in the big house. Eat, exactly. you know? It's all sharing. Just right? think about yeah. how good everybody could eat, though, if everybody was on the same accord. But we getting there. We're getting there. We're trying. We are getting there. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe, especially in Chicago right now, I believe in the, we do have our groups who keep you singled out, you know, but beyond them is so many more who are inclusive of everybody that is going to outshine the ones who feel like they don't need anybody else in their crew, collective. They don't want to, you know, share their wealth anymore. It's okay because it, it'll be outshined in general by all of the creatives in this city who are trying to do something better for everyone so with that being said miss sierra how can we keep in touch with you uh you can keep in touch with me um on instagram twitter facebook anything i think yeah i have everything um, at sierra jabri everything is the same c-i-a-r-a yes like the singer j-i-b-r-i sierra jabri follow me and i will follow back and make sure you check out house of whiskey which is a spinoff yes. from House of Mimosas on December 15th at Gallery 35. Yes, yes. Come on now. I will make sure to put this on the Nitty's Knocker calendar. It will be available on nittiesknocker.com on the first page. Um, we all know Brandon got 10 million social media names. <laughs> who are you? Who, who, how can you we find you? follow me on you? Twitter at <laughs> underscore damn can I live. And my Instagram is BA underscore Glover, which I should probably change. To, um... <clears throat> Damn, can I live? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, follow me on everything the, uh, the same. Yeah, on IG, BA underscore Glover. For now. For now. <laughs> and Miss Bearvy? Um, mine is, mine's hard to spell. I gotta change that. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at Bearvify. So how do you spell that? It's like annoying to spell, but be like Bob, H A I R A V I. If I, bear me if I. I kind of like it. It's I cool. Like it. It's like, you know, you get on it and you like figure out how to like bear me if I yourself. That's cold. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's cold. I'm yeah. rocking with that. And you guys know whenever you are down to talk to me, you can talk to me on any platform at Nitty's Knocker. You can visit me on nittiesknocker.com. Facebook, anything, send me an email. Tell me about your day. If you need someone to talk to or give you some pixelated uh, advice, hit me up. You know, I keep the pixie dust in my pocket. And um, 
without without further ado, let's end the show on a great accord. And until next time, guys, peace, love, and <laughs> happiness. <laughs> I love this bell. It makes me so happy. Peace out, y'all. See y'all next week. Well, you just...